Warning, this podcast contains adult language and spoilers. Sorry. Hi, welcome to Fantastic Rants. Where can you find them? Right, right here. here. And welcome back to Fantastic Rants. I'm Eric. And I'm Severa. So today we're going to be reacting to the cast of Fantastic Beasts, The Crime of Grindelwald, reacting to absurd fan theories. Um, it's a video about two videos by Elle featuring Ezra Miller and Dan Fogler, Allison Suttle, and Catherine Waterston. Yep, that is Ezra, Jacob, Tina, and Queenie. I'm pretty sure that's the right order. Yep. Ezra plays Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I said wrong the, la- the last time? Yeah. Too? What is his name? Credence. Credence. Credence slash Corval slash Aurelius. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> As with every episode, hashtag spoiler alert. You can take us to the bank of that. Um, so today we're just going to go through um, the different <clears throat> theories that were brought up in both of these videos. And none of them which were really answered. No. It was more a reaction than an answer Yeah, session. it was more a reaction. And I don't... This is me being like a picky person, but I just don't like that they called the videos absurd fan theories when like some of them had value. Yeah, some of these are like really interesting theories. Other ones, less so. <laughs> this is mischief. You can sit over here, you fat bitch. I love you. Okay, um, so we're gonna start with the first theory. Um, so the first theory is that Credence and Nagini are Snape's grandparents. Uh, see, that one is an example of the absurd. But I feel like it could work. It's just very, like, doesn't really fit. Like, it's it's one of those, like, like if it turns out to be true, we'll be all, all like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's kind of absurd. Does it say, it said grandparents? Yeah, grandparents. Which is also like timeline. Well, because when is when does Snape come into this world in the year of our Lord? <laughs> the year of our Lord and Savior. Um, Snape birthday. Because like I I think the January ninth, nineteen sixty. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe his. Because we don't know how old Nagini or Credence are. No, my so, like, guess is just, like, out, early 20s. Yeah, like, even if they popped out a baby, like, right now, that baby would have to start producing real young. It's 1926. You're right. I don't do this because I'm good at math. <laughs> but also, like, can Credence even have kids? Is he a real person? Who knows? Hmm. So, like, I, th- I, think, I think there's, like, not a good chance of this being real. Yeah, also, I have... I mean, this is another question, just based on that. If Nagini is Snape's grandmother, then does does he have an ability to maybe talk to snakes because of it? Yeah, it's never hinted in the books that he is a parcel mouth, so, like... No, right? He's just a legilimens, like, Queenie. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Maybe that. Queenie is his grandmother. I really hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. I, I, I can't see that bloodline. <laughs> But also, does he have, like, established family tree from Pottermore? I don't remember. Um, Snape 
family tree. Let's look it up. I mean, like, we can, I, like, I don't know if he does, but, like, I think that'd be a weird addition for JK to make. So. Um, all they have is Tobias is his father and Eileen is his mother. And Tobias is a muggle. Yeah, so probably not. And Eileen is is oh the wizard one. Okay, so that doesn't actually that theory doesn't make any sense because there's nothing indicating that Eileen was a maledictus and that's the mm. blood curse. Yeah. Passed down through daughters. So if Nagini was Snape's grandparents and that's from the wizard line, yeah. Then that wouldn't work. Yeah. But also, like, for the blood curse to continue, that means they have to have children. So, like, Nikini could have children before she turns into a snake. No, I think she can have children. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if she had children with Creedon. But I don't think Snape is that line. No, yeah. I think that's just a fun one. Not even fun. Yeah. Also, because Eileen's last name, like, her maiden name is Prince. Remember? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Not me. Um, JK probably knows. Yeah. Um, so, in the second theory, which isn't such a theory as a question, um, is the similarity between Obscurists and Horcruxes, which, like, mm, I don't know. I think neither of them have been sufficiently defined enough to draw too many similarities. Yeah, I still have so many questions about Horcruxes. Yeah, because you, like, know... Vaguely how to make them, because you have to break off a piece of your soul and imbue it in an object or mm-hmm. and there's creature like awful or thing. things that you have to do to get there. But, I, but like, JK sh- shies away from saying what those awful things are mm-hmm. or, like, doing anything, making anything specific. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. I think there's just, like, a lot of dark magic and none of it necessarily has to be related. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because there can be different, like, as much good magic as there is. That's not related. There can be that much same dark magic. Yeah, because, like, we found... Because we know about Unbreakable Vows, and then in this movie we found about the we found out about the Blood Pact. Yeah. So, like, that, those are both things... I mean, debatably, but I'm pretty... Like, I see them as more negative. Yeah, than, I mean, I think anything... In most magic lore, anything involving blood tends to be a yeah evil curse. Yeah. Because blood magic so, tends to be bad and binding. Yeah, so I think, I mean, like, I think in general, dark magic creates this, like, because what Ezra was saying in that video was, like, oh, I think they mean the way that horcruxes and yeah. obscurals, like, they react to being that. And, like, yeah, but I feel like any dark magic would, um, yeah. would, like, make you act like that. Yeah. Well, so, we'll see. Also, part of that was, like, is Credence a Horcrux, or, like, does he have one? Which, like... He has Nagini. <laughs> She's not a Horcrux until later, though. Not yet. Not um, yet. Hashtag I, spoilers. I don't think, he, I don't think the hat is one is, would work, and then, like, I don't know how he would make a Horcrux. Unless he made himself yeah. his own Horcrux. Yeah. Like, but can he Whoa. even do that as a person who's not really a person? Because I still think he's not a person. And also, is he, like, a full wizard or what? Because yeah. that's not clear. Yeah. Um, and none of these answers were... <laughs> none of these questions were answered in the second movie. 
Just throwing that out there. And none of them were answered by the actors, so that's no, cool. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, next theory, which is, again, a question. Um, a new Tina, which is the ship of Newt and Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, their wedding and kids scene in the film. Um, so, it is canon that Newt and Tina will get married yes. and have kids, according to J.K. Rowling. Will we see them? I doubt it because like Do we have <laughs> enough time? It might just be like real quick. Like Like a in glimpse. the fifth movie, like an epilogue. Yeah. That it's like all these people ended up happy, these people died. Yeah. Just like the seventh movie, but you know, the seventh movie did it better. Actually I guess that's the eighth movie. The eighth movie did it better. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, because I feel like they'll have to be married in order to have kids actually fairly soon. Yeah. Because if it's going up until 1945 and Newton and Tina are in their 20s right now... But, I mean, they're also wizards. Yeah, I actually... What is the fertility of female wizards? Is there an answer to this? Well, I mean, if they can live until 40... Not 40. What? (laughs) (laughs) They, They can indeed live until 40. So, like... It's, like, somewhat canon that wizards have this extended lifetime if they, like, live well. I think, like... Pregnancy. Because because also think about the fact that Lily literally had Harry when she was 20. Yeah, which is, like, a normal time. Yeah. So, like, I think it... Because, like, women have menopause at, like, what, 50, 60? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe they have menopause at, like, 70, 80? If they... Because I don't know... I don't know if you've gotten a specific figure on how long wizards tend to live. Like, is it double human lifespan or, like, one and a half times? So, like, I think they have slightly more time, but not, like, a super long time. Also, do we have dates on their children? Because that might give us... Because I... Because that's actually very interesting to me because I don't know any um, witches with children that seem older than the normal age. Mm-hmm. Because we don't see McGonagall with children. Yeah. Most of the... Molly Weasley... Okay, the older, li- but she also had seven children. She, yeah, Eight? she has... Seven. She has seven. Seven. I'm bad at math. Yeah. Um, Confirmed. 140 is the average lifespan for wizards. Okay. So if no, the normal lifespan for women is like, what, 80, 90? Yeah. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Actually... So they probably don't have menopause until, like, 70, 80, um, which is, like, wild. Okay, Bellatrix was born in 51, and she apparently has that child with Voldemort before the Battle of Hogwarts, but after she gets out of Azkaban. So how old was she when she had that kid? So I guess, like, fertility could go even until, like, 50 for witches. For witches. I don't know. This is all... Um, Theorizing. She died in 98, and and she was 47, and she could have a child. So, yeah, I so think is, that yeah. can be canon, that females, female witches, can have babies much later than muggle witches. Yes. Hashtag confirmed. <laughs> Fight us on this, JK. <laughs> um, um, yeah. All right, so the next theory, which I think is one of the most ridiculous ones and definitely absurd, is that the third film is going to be set at Epcot. Yeah, that's hashtag not canon, um, <laughs> officially. So, no, I think I'm hoping that one was a joke. 
I think it was I a think joke. it was a joke. I mean, like, they had a somewhat salt... Not solid. They had a somewhat interesting reasoning. So the reasoning was, like, the first movie was in New York, which you have the Deathly Hollows, which is the straight line. Yeah, which is the Empire like Straight Building. Empire State Building. And then Paris, the, the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Tower which is a triangle. A triangle-ish. And then Epcot is a circle. <laughs> so, like, I, I kind of see it, but also, like... Mm, no. Yeah. Um, also not confirmed. Yeah, it's yeah, it's officially in Brazil. Is there a round thing in Brazil though? Like, can we see? There's the, <laughs> there's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking of. I I mean round I don't I don't think there is building in Rio. I I I don't think you're gonna have much luck with that because there's lots of round buildings in the world. There is. Is it like a famous round building? No. <laughs> no, it's just like some buildings are like kind of round. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Like architecture does that sometimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't think that yeah. one's going to have... And also there's like five movies, so like why would they do the Deathly Hollows in the first three? Yeah, but they are characters. very weirdly interested in the Deathly Hollows. We can get to that later. Okay. <laughs> Because there's the one, the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Um, so the next theory, which is, like, mind-blowing. Okay. So Dumbledore and Grindelwald fight. But Dumbledore's love redeems Grindelwald. But it ends up killing Dumbledore. So Grindelwald impersonates Dumbledore for the rest of his life and attempts to do as much good as he can to, like, ease his guilt. Yeah. Wow. That's like mind blowing. So it, it doesn't seem like totally improbable, but like not likely. Yeah, it doesn't seem likely. I would say the Grindelwalds that we see as portrayed in the films looks more like the Dumbledore that we see portrayed in the films than. Yeah, but I don't know if that's Jude like Law, but like that's so casting. Much of, yeah, like, I don't know if that's like an active choice. But yeah, then again, it might be. Who it, knows? <laughs> Who knows? We yeah. only have two movies. Yeah, I don't think so because I don't think that would just be like a lot for JK yeah. to think and about. And I don't think she'd want to shake her canon that much because like yeah. you'd, you'd have to reevaluate the entirety of the entire the series. You'd have to be like, oh wait, but that wasn't Dumbledore who did all those things. Yeah, it was Grindelwald. It was Grindelwald. And also, you'd have to find some sort of magic to explain how Grindelwald assumed the appearance of Dumbledore. Yeah. Also, but it could also explain why Dumbledore was so detached from his brother after yeah. that, because it wasn't really Dumbledore. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, like, there. I think there's like there's things you could say to about any both theory. Sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, not any theory. There's substance to most theories. There you go. I um, I I mean, I don't believe this one like at all, but. I can see where where they're coming from, and mm. honestly, I think it'd be like a really cute's not the right word, a really like heartbreaking ending. Yeah. Which would be like really great, but also like really terrible at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and like I feel like if that were to happen, it would just be like the cherry on top of just like a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, because like it's just like literally not only are these things that you thought were happening in the movies like not actually a thing, but also nothing you ever thought was a thing. Yeah. You know. And that's why I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think 
Rowling is going to want to do that. Yeah. And break her canon like that. I don't think so either. I hope um, not. <laughs> so the next theory is kind of canon because the, this was the video came out before the movie came out. Yeah. So this theory was before the movie. So the theory is that Grindelwald in the first scene of the second movie is not actually Grindelwald, but instead the real Grindelwald is impersonating someone in Makusa, and then it's Abernathy that's helping him, which is which pretty is, much correct. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I mean, like, it's slightly off, like... Watch the video and see their full yeah. how they say it, but it's like slightly off, but it's not. It's wrong. not like wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually like I was actually very impressed that yeah. someone theorized that before the movie even think, came out. I think it makes sense. It just makes sense because how else is he gonna get out of all those magical bonds and stuff? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, they just I guess they just really analyzed that trailer pretty yeah. well. Yeah, because also they were going just by the trailer. Yeah, that's wild. crazy. Because also that first scene is really dark. It's like, really dark visually, and it's really fast. It's dark and fast. I was, had trouble following it when I watched it the first time. And I was like, what's happening? Um, but yes. Uh, so this one, this next theory, I really like just because it's fun. Um, so Mad-Eye Moody, if he appears in the series, it's possible that Mad-Eye Moody's eye is Grindelwald's weird eye. I kind of really like that I one. <laughs> like, I think it's like a really great way to tie it all together. I don't know if it's going to work. Because like, I, what color is Mad-Eye Moody's weird eye? I don't remember. Um, but it's, I like, remember being blue. I think it is. And then Grindelwald's weird eye is blue as well. And it looks like it's not natural in his head. Like, at all. Okay, so like, we're looking at the picture and it like... The white of the eye looks blue. Yeah, the white of the eye. Whereas looks Grindelwald's blue. eye looks like the white of it is white, and then yeah. the iris Hold is on. just intensely blue. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it kind of looks like that's the lens, though. True. It's the lens okay, so making it look lens. blue. I'm not sure. Um, because I can see that there's an iris in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then. <laughs> so my, in my like it could be. It very much could be, and I think that'd be a great way to do it. Yeah. But obviously we can't prove that. Okay, and now and we I'm know it's not his... Grindelwald's natural eye because we saw yeah. in the scene that he has the two same colored eyes. Yeah, he has brown eyes when he's young. Yeah, so something happens that made him lose an eye, and now that eye looks. Especially like the rally scene, that eye was bulging. Yeah, it was bulging out. It looked really um, weird. I thought. I. Th- I I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder yeah. what it was. And I wonder if that's, like, part of the duel between them that caused Arya's yeah. death. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So, like, because that'd be, like, an interesting tie into that. But who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So the next one is that Nagini meets Tom Riddle before, like, some vague time before he goes to Hogwarts. And then is the mastermind behind his evil takeover plan. Yeah, so I don't think that's true. Um, just because... I know we don't get a lot of Nagini in this movie, but she exactly. just really doesn't seem the type. Yeah, because she, she seems more innocent. I think she tends to feel sorry for people who are helpless. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm seeing. Like, Credence is, like, a helpless person yeah. just trying to figure things out. But he has a lot of anger inside of him. Yeah. And that's how Voldemort was when he was younger, too. Yeah. And I think she's just a very loyal person. So she just sticks with whoever, like, she feels mm-hmm. is worthy of helping. And she doesn't have too much choice, especially by the time it gets to the actual, like, books. Because she's literally a snake. She's, like, a snake. And she has nowhere else to go. Yeah. I mean, she does have some agency, because we see her, like, doing things. Mm-hmm. Her as a snake. I do really. think, I do think over time, like, when we see her as a snake in the Harry Potter films, like, I think the curse, and I'm not sure, because there hasn't been much said about, like, being Maledictus, a mal- like yeah. maledictuses, but, like, it seems to me that they get more and more, like, the animal rather yeah. than, like, the human self, so I think that could be part of it, too, because she literally ate, like, a human. Yeah. And I don't think she would have done that if she had, like, more of her human self. Because we see her fighting it in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I, I don't think that that theory is correct, but I'm really interested to see how she evolves. The relationship yeah. between her and Voldemort evolves. And I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to see that, though, in these movies. Um. But then again, like, we, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, like, the timeline of when Dumbledore meets Tom Riddle is, like in the middle of these movies. Yeah, so, so um, Tom Riddle was literally born during the events of the second movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he was born that year in 1926. So, it's possible we could see something, because he'll yeah. be in Hogwarts by that time. Like, Especially by the end of the, the movie. the action of the movies goes to Hogwarts. He'll be out of Hogwarts by yeah, that time. exactly. So. So, yeah. So I have a feeling we're going to get something with Tom Riddle. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Which, like, is really interesting, because you would think Tom Riddle would immediately join Grimmauld. Yeah. But, like, we haven't heard much about that union. I know. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see. Maybe, like... Because we don't know a lot about Voldemort between the time of when he left Hogwarts and when all the, the rest of the action in the books took place mm-hmm. so like because we know he was like searching for like how to make horcruxes and the secret to eternal life and all that but like we don't know his exact actions yeah so i'm wondering if we're gonna see him in these books then or these movies rather yeah and also um he was only in london like as far as we know he didn't end up anywhere except for that forest that was in a different country mm-hmm. where he met Quirrell. Yeah. I forget what that was. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, Grindelwald does... We're seeing he has a much larger mm-hmm. reach than Voldemort ever did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's just something we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Probably not in the... Well, maybe in the next movie. Because it's set a few years... No, yeah, probably oh, be yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. If his, anything, it'll be, probably be in the fourth movie. His Hogwarts years are 1938 to 1945. Okay, so he's, like, just finishing mm-hmm. Hogwarts when the movies will end and when the climactic end battle will happen. Yes. So maybe that's why he didn't hook up with Grindelwald then. But yeah. I have a feeling we're going to see him. I feel like we will. And I feel like it would be in a misstep on their part to not Yeah, it would that. be really weird if they put McGonagall into a time period that she didn't exist in, but then didn't put Voldemort in a time period he existed in. Yeah. 
so we're waiting, JK. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So for the next theory, it's that there is a dragon in the cover art of the movie, and that is Grindelwald's Animagus. Which, part, I think part, partially true? Because there is a dragon. There, Yeah, there is a dragon that you can see. I don't think it's in the... Um like actual poster of the movie but it's like the thing for the screenplay yes yeah, it's, it's the one that says the original screenplay um i mean you can kind of see it in the other poster or the one that that one that has the title her name and then the original screenplay and ma'am um i think you what well, i think that dragon is i think it's the dragon that you see in the second movie yeah i it's think it's the dragon, dragon that he makes I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, and then I also think that if not his Animagus, then I feel like it might be his Patronus. I don't know. But I don't know if dragons can be Patronuses. I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a gigantic But it tr- seems like he has, probably... like, a connection with that specific type of animal, so... Grindelwald? Yeah. I mean, he does use that spell that has dragons. Yeah, and doesn't he make a dragon at the end? He makes a phoenix. A fiend? Are you sure? Yeah, because he talks to Credence about Dumbledore, and he's like, the Dumbledores have phoenixes. No, 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 I know that part, but when the fire that goes over Paris, I, I thought that yeah, was that's a what dragon. I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a dragon. Yeah. That's the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, those okay. are dragons. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, we're on the same page, yay. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I don't know if, like, that just, I don't think he's an Anne Magus. I don't think he is either. That would be too much, I think quite it would honestly. Be maybe a Patronus, but like, even then, it, it feels like a stretch. It could be a Patronus, but if it was a Patronus, then I don't think we would see it because why, yeah, why would there no be? There's here. no Dementors. And thus, they're using Patronuses for a different thing. But also, Patronuses are based on the happy memories, and that's like not something we have. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But also, like, have we ever seen Dumbledore's Patronus? Does he have a well, I assume he has Patronus, but, like, I don't I don't think we've ever seen it. So, like, do powerful wizards, are they able to manifest extremely powerful Patronuses? Is that what Grindelwald's Oh, his Patronus fired? is a phoenix. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. But, like, that makes me wonder, because, like, the color of the Patronuses and the color of that fire in that last scene yeah. is very similar. So I'm wondering... Yeah. If, like, that's a manifestation of his Patronus. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it might be a bit of a stretch. Because, like, Patronuses aren't supposed to be used for evil like that. Like, destroying people. Yeah. So, like, unless it's some perversion of the idea of a Patronus. Oh, and Patronuses aren't only used for Dementors. Because in the seventh book, Snape conjures his Patronus for Harry. So I guess they can be used for other things. But, like, the the spell is so rooted in conjuring happy memories yeah. that I'm just, like, and, and at least in those books, in the original seven books, we didn't see anyone able to use the Patronus for evil. So I'm, like, wondering if just they're using that. I don't even know if it's connected. <laughs> and like, but as a theory, if Grindelwald is able, had been able to subvert the idea of a Patronus and turn it to evil. Which would be like... Yeah, that would be really interesting. I feel like the dragon is like a manifestation of him in some way. I don't know if it's like 
an animagus, a Patronus, whatever. It might just be part of the spell. Yeah. Because the fiend fire, I believe, also manifests as a dragon. I might be incorrect, mm-hmm. but I remember it seeing a dragon. Or I might be wrong, but like it, it seems very dragon-like. I don't know. I think I think there's just been like the imagery of dragons pops up a lot. Especially yeah. in that in super powerful magic. Yeah. But so I guess I we'll know. see. There's something there, I think. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see if it is expanded. If it goes upon. anywhere, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um so next theory, which is one that's been around for a while, is that Ariana is an obscurus. Yeah, that one's really frustrating that it hasn't been confirmed yet. But it but also it, hasn't been denied. It hasn't been denied. But also, I feel like that because since it hasn't been confirmed, it's almost like they're kind of building up to it. But I feel like once they get to the point where they will like say it, mm. then it's gonna be like, yeah, we knew. Yeah, which I think is that might be fine because it's like finally getting that validation, and then like we can finally use it to prove other things. Yeah, because um, I do think that Ariana was an obscurist, and there's a theory that. Um, Credence's dark twin or whatever or like Credence is the dark twin of Ariana's like mm-hmm. obscural and that would like make time make sense time wise so. that would make so much more sense time wise if, mm-hmm. if Credence was just a manifestation of Ariana's obscural because then you wouldn't even have to think about like oh which mother birthed yeah, him exactly. you know so I, I think I think definitely as we get closer to answering what the blood pact is and how it was created and that conflict, we'll finally get an answer <laughs> about if Ariana is actually an Obscurus. Yeah, I I feel like it's it's central to Credence's story. Yeah. The fact that Ariana is one. But it hasn't been, like, mentioned much. Like, Ariana hasn't been mentioned, like much at all i mean neither has aberforth that's true so yeah i don't know i guess we'll get there when we get there um so next theory (laughs) (laughs) it's just a question again um so why credence never gets a letter from ilvermorny why credence never get a letter from ilvermorny ilvermorny if you don't know is the american school for wizards um ezra had a good answer it made sense. I, I feel like... He, so his answer wasn't really an answer. Well, I thought he was just like... It, he, well, how would they know? Yeah, it felt like... I feel like... It might just be like the wording that I heard. That he was being really con- weird during that interview. Yeah, it was... He, they, I felt like they were on something, but that's besides the point. But it felt <laughs> like he was saying like that could be a reason. And it might be the reason. But he he was being very careful to not say definitively. But, like, basically his reasoning was that, like, because Credence had traveled across the sea and, like, he was, like, in an orphanage, like, how would anyone know he mm-hmm. was a wizard? But also, like, we still don't know if he is a wizard. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Um, yeah, I think it definitely, like, I don't think it doesn't make sense for Credence to not have gotten a letter. That mm. was, there was a lot of negatives in that sentence. I'm basically saying... It makes sense in mul- for multiple reasons that he wouldn't have gotten a letter. 
Yeah. One, like, if he is a wizard, there was a lot of convoluted things happening with his story where, like, first of all, people thought that he was a little strange for mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But he's, like, not. Mm-hmm. So then, and then he was put into a place where his name is completely different yeah and also the orphanage that he's at completely like rejects wizardry and magic yeah. and stuff like that so like it even makes sense from the standpoint of he's a wizard yeah um but if he's an obscurist then does he even count as being a wizard would they even no like no they wouldn't yeah so and also like there's the whole socio-political thing with makusa and wizards that that like with muggles can't see wizards at all so like they they're obviously not going to have like owls flying around cuz like obviously owls weren't really a thing in America mm-hmm. I can confirm I'm an American <laughs> Owls are a thing in America but they, but they weren't like used to send post They're n- they're not used to send post in England did you think they were? <laughs> no, but like, okay. So where I was coming from is like, we in Europe they would use pigeons to send post. We didn't really do that in America, so we don't have like this history of sending post by bird. If that makes sense. We did. We had pigeons. No, we didn't. Did we not? No, because we by the time America was like industrialized, there was like. Cars, not How cars, do and like telegraphs. American wizards send post. <laughs> My stomach has been like making noises, so I feel like we're gonna hear it on the thing. You're probably dying, <laughs> but it's fine. But yeah, I think I think I think I think owls would be too conspicuous. I just learned what Makuza stands for. What's it? Magical Congress of the United States of America. That makes so much sense. Why am I stupid? (laughs) Well, no comment. Okay, okay. Do American wizards use owls to deliver mail? Yes, you can see owls and makuza flying overhead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so my theory was wrong. But also, but still, like, I don't, I don't think, like... I think the nomads in, like, especially, like, New York, be, like, very confused that there's an owl flying around. So I think that they, Makuza, or Ilvermorning, rather, would have to find a different way to send, to invite students to, um, to the school. Does that make sense? Because, like, they had to be more secretive because of the laws based on Makuza. I can see that. I th- what well what I think is is that they would still send owls, but they wouldn't pull the shit that Dumbledore did in the first. You got film. me there. You got me. You there. know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. And like, but also like, there's also the fact that America is so much larger than England or even Europe. So like, it'd be a lot harder for Ill for Morning, even with magic. To keep track of all the wizards and witches and their children. 
So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like that's just a factor. I don't know. Maybe. We just, but also it might just be that Credence isn't a wizard. Maybe he's something else. Maybe. Who knows? Like we don't. Who we knows? Don't know. We don't know. Um. So this last theory. Which isn't even a theory anymore. It's hashtag confirmed. Oh, we love it. Was that there was that someone was going to join someone from the main cast was going to join Grindelwald, and it was most likely going to be Queenie. Oh my god! And they guess tried what? To, they tried to play that off too. They're like Queenie, she's the nicest one. Yeah, you can't trust that. <laughs> but also, like her joining Grindelwald was very confusing. Yeah. As we've discussed before. As, yeah, we've, <laughs> dis- we've discussed that before. Her joining him was confusing. But that was a theory that was put out there, I believe, the Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube, which they have videos that we're probably going to be talking about as well. Um, but they did have a video about Queenie possibly joining, and that was just based on trailer stuff. Yeah. And also marketing, um, mm. because there was, like, a poster where it had, like, all of the main, uh, characters' faces, and there's, like, 15 of them, so that's how you know, like, it's a badly written movie. Anyways, um, uh, but, like, all of the good guys are facing, like, one direction, and all the mm. bad guys are facing another, and Queenie was on the side of the other. Yeah. So, it was just a lot of marketing stuff that kind of let you know it was, that was going on. But, yeah. yeah. So, but it's cool that they could figure that yeah. out because some people like just don't pay attention that much i feel like there's some certainly like hardcore fans like maybe like us what <laughs> that like <laughs> notice these things and are questioning these things and, like it's like i think it's different now in this year and time that these movies are coming out than when the original books came out I think there's a lot more theories going around, a lot more people talking it's about it. And it's a lot more collaborative, I think, because then people will say something and then you'll get like nine comments, like, exactly. and then you'll be discussing it. it. Yeah. And then you'll hone in on certain points that, like, I think JK and Yates didn't think about. Like, and we're picking those apart because there's so many people thinking about it and talking about it, much more so than, like, when the first book came out. So. Yeah, I think we're just in an age where we're, like, ripping everything to shreds, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it can get exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Um, finding something wrong with, like, every... I don't know. But also you have to find, like, the really good things about it, too. Yeah. And and there are good things, and honestly, the it's not like the plots necessarily don't make sense. There are a few that I'm just I'm very confused about, but hopefully we'll get explained later. Yeah. But it's not like the the plots don't make sense. It's just that they're not the information is just not being given to us in the best way it could. Yeah, I think for how much information is coming at the audience, I've said this before and I'll say it again. This much information needs to come in the form of a book written word so that we can read it and then if we don't understand we can reread it because like you're watching a movie and like six things are happening and you're like wait i need to rewind but it's a movie so you can't at least not in theaters yeah in theaters you can't also there's just so much information i know she wants us to know so it's really frustrating also that she doesn't put the deleted scenes in the in the screenplay for this time she put them in for the first movie 
mm-hmm. for like the published screenplay, but she didn't put it in the second one. But the the only new information there's like only a few tidbits of information that you get from this recent screenplay. Otherwise, you can just go see the movie. But I think one of the biggest ones is that um, the person that's with Credence when the babies are switched, mm-hmm. um, she's his aunt. Yeah. And that's like the only thing that you get. But even then, you're like, but it, it doesn't clear up who that woman is. Yeah. I don't think. No. Yeah, no. So, like, and I think that's partially because there's so much suspense about the next movie. Because, like, I think all of us want to know, is Credence really a Dumbledore? And, like, if, yeah. if J.K. had, like, published it with, like, Aunt Dumbledore or whatever the fuck, yeah. it would have it proven the theory and proven that it he is a Dumbledore. Or is the opposite is true, and it's, like some other random woman just a literally a random name yeah then it would disprove him as Aurelius yeah so but I do think there is something there with the name that Grindelwald gave him we've talked like, about it right yeah that Aurelius is gold and Ariana, or, Ariana is silver yeah it's silver so yeah I think there's something like but that might also just be because Grindelwald knows Dumbledore really, yeah. so well he's We've seen he's a very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. He, he's a terrible person, but he's incredibly intelligent. Yeah. So I think he, like, we see him trying to play Credence. Uh, yeah, I Like, do, you I see do him using so. Queenie to play with Credence and get him to do what he wants. So I, I think that's, like, just something we're going to have to, like, some, <laughs> something we're just going to have to like wait for confirmation on and that like it's going to be like yeah. another two years but it's fine the frustrating thing about this movie and the entire reason that there's so much th- to talk about is that it just doesn't stand on its own yeah and I think I think that's the problem JK one of the problems JK is having is that it's in- each movie needs to stand on its own it's entirely dependent on what's coming before and what will happen after yeah, because if you had seen, if you hadn't seen the first movie and you just went to watch the second movie, you would be so lost. Because I mean, and people have said you can say the same thing for the Harry Potter movies. Obviously, like it's a series; they have to be dependent on each other to an extent. But I do think all the movies stand alone, and that's why you can just rewatch one of them if you wanted mm. to. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same idea that the Avengers movies have. Like, it's really great to, to know the entire. Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. but, like, you could watch, like, Avengers Infinity War and still have a, a pretty good time. Yeah. Like, it'd be an interesting movie. You'd see all these people die. Obviously, it wouldn't hurt as much when all of them die. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's the point of watching or reading a series. Yeah. Yeah, and I just feel like the second book, like, all those, like, all in the penultimate, whatever, I don't even know if it's penultimate, like, the rally scene, like, all of those horrors die, but you have no connection to no them. No connection at all, not from the first movie, not from the the movie that they really yeah, were introduced Yeah, even, like, Lita in. dying was, like... Lita dying was, like, you know, she hates herself, and that's pretty sad, but, like... like yeah. <laughs> Me at finals week. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's just, like... It doesn't really stand on its own. Like, it was very confusing, and I had seen the first movie, so, like, I can only imagine 
seeing just that movie, you would be completely lost. Yeah, it's it's really rough. And I think that's one of the reasons that so many critics gave it a low score, because I think there are a few that don't watch like the first movie, or at least they only watch the first movie once, and then they like, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, even if you have only watched the, if you have watched, like obviously people who have seen both are like, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like critics, like, like there's it we've was just, seen yeah. articles from critics who have seen all of the Harry Potter stuff, and they're like, this is bad, and we agree with them. Yes, it's just very conf- and and I and I think our frustration really just comes from like we want this series to be really good exactly (laughs) and i think jk wants it to be so good and she wants to give us so much information and broaden her world yeah i don't i I don't want it to ruin the reputation of the universe as a whole Mm -hmm. but yeah this has been us ranting uh hope you enjoyed it we ended kind of like sad (laughs) sorry (laughs) but we'll catch you okay and i did that too We'll catch you next time. Skadoosh. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fantastic Rants. If you liked what you heard, come join our Facebook page, Fantastic Rants Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at fantasticrantspodcast at gmail.com. That's F-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-C-R-A-N-T-S-P-O-D. C-A-S-T at gmail.com. See you next week for another episode full of rants. Hello, and welcome back to Fantastic Rants. We just found out that John McCain died <laughs> in August. <laughs> and that's how you think it. That's how you think audio. Do not know that that's an obscure fact. When you're playing, when you're recording, playing a video game, just sync the audio and the video. You, you clap. Like if multiple people, you all clap at the same time, so the the editors can sync audio. Wow. Yeah. Obscure fact. Okay. Women aren't important. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna cut that out. John McCain's dead. John McCain is dead. Fuck you! Fuck you! Because I was reading it and then I was like, cat. Fuck you and your speech impediment! Bitch, I hope the fuck you do.